Welcome to Hacking Your ADHD, part of the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network. I'm your host, William Kerb, and I have ADHD. On this podcast, I dig into the tools, tactics, and best practices to help you work with your ADHD brain. I'm not going to lie, I've been struggling to write this episode. My executive functions are drained, and it feels like whatever I write, it's just the wrong thing to say. It's been all too easy for me to feel like I've been wasting my time on, well, pretty much everything right now. Things feel out of control, and I just don't know what the next right move is. I hope everyone listening is staying home and staying safe. I know that everyone is going through a hard time right now, and ADHD isn't making it any easier. So today, we're going to be talking about what we can do to try and regain some of that control you may feel that you have lost in your life. We'll be talking about staying in contact with friends, setting up routines, and using accountability. We'll also be talking about ways to get in a little bit more self-care. If you'd like to follow along on the show notes page, you can find that at hackingyouradhd.com slash controlling what you can. All right, keep on listening to find out what you can control when things are feeling out of control. ADHD comes with a lot of ups and downs. We hear about the downs a lot more. But one of the upsides to ADHD is that we tend to perform well in a crisis. When things go wrong, our brains can jump from one problem to the next instead of just being overwhelmed. Perhaps it comes from experience with screwing up a lot, which I know I have done a lot, or maybe it's more of an innate ability. Or perhaps when we're dealing with a crisis, we're finally getting all the stimulus that our brains need to thrive. But you know what? Right now, I don't feel like I'm thriving. Far from it, actually. With everything that has been going on, I've been finding my stores of executive function completely depleted. I reached the end of the day asking myself where all my time went. I think a big piece of why my ADHD isn't handling this crisis well is because it feels like it's all going in slow motion. As I sit at home and read news article after news article, there's just not much that I can do. We're very much in a situation of hurry up and wait. And we're going to be doing a lot of waiting the next few weeks as we stay home. I've already been home for several weeks, and since I live in Washington State, I expect that isn't going to change anytime soon. That's going to be a lot of waiting for the next thing. I know that I've been struggling for the last couple of weeks, and I imagine a lot of you have been as well. A lot of my struggle has come from the uncertainty surrounding everything. I don't know when things are going to go back to normal, or even what normal is going to mean at that point. I know that everything might feel out of control now, but we're not helpless here. And since we're going to be here a while, it's time we start taking control of the things we can control. First off, I want to emphasize that if you are struggling, you don't have to try and pull yourself up by your bootstraps. I know we're all stuck at home, and that practicing social distancing means that we're not seeing any other people, but we can still be reaching out to talk with friends. Right now, I'm trying to make sure I'm calling at least one friend a day just to talk. We're social creatures, and our social interactions are essential to maintain, even if we can't be there physically with people. Since we're not meeting up with people in person, we've got to look at some of our other options for connecting. I'm also going to recommend that we try and go beyond texting here. I know that's the simplest solution, but it isn't going to give you the same connection as actually hearing someone's voice or seeing their face. And we've got a lot of options here. At home, my kids have been having a great time FaceTiming with their grandparents. And web conferencing services like Zoom, Google Hangouts, or Skype are also a great option. 
One note I'll make here is that you're going to want to try and have something to talk about that isn't just about what's going on with COVID-19. It's easy to let your conversation become dominated entirely talking about the virus, but at least for me, that has been putting a strain on my psyche. And I totally understand that that is top of mind for pretty much everyone right now. With a lot of sports and other entertainment cancelled, there just isn't as much going on right now. So you can talk about things like the kinds of meals you are cooking, talk about the ways you're getting in your exercise, pick a new show on Netflix to watch with your friends. And also on that note, I've been hearing a lot about an extension called Netflix Party that lets you synchronize videos so you can have long-distance movie nights. Personally, I've started doing a little more online gaming so that it's easier to carve out that social time. And let's be clear here, you've actually got to schedule that time. And let's be clear here, you've got to actually schedule that time. It was easy to put off being social before we had a pandemic going on, but now it's crucial that you actually carve out that time. If you're worried that you're going to interrupt someone by calling them, schedule a call. Send a text like, hey, just checking in. I'd love to catch up. When's good for you? I also note that I've suffered from some thoughts that if someone wanted to talk, they'd just call me. But as my mother-in-law would say, that's just stinking thinking. And also, bad logic. Because if you want to talk, then you could be the one reaching out. Your friend could have those same thoughts about not wanting to bother you. So why not be the first one to reach out? Another aspect of this situation that's got us all out of whack is just the lack of routine. I know I built most of my routines around when I was taking my kids to school and picking them up. With school out for the foreseeable future, that's not really an option. Sure, my day is still starting by 7am when my kids insist on being out of bed, but after that, my day can be kind of a free-for-all. This means that we're going to have to work on creating that structure ourselves. But again, we don't have to do that entirely on our own. One of the ways I'm getting some external motivation is for my accountability group, which is also a great way to add in some social time to my week as well. Having a group of people to talk to about what I'm trying to accomplish makes it a lot easier for me to follow through with those intentions and also to work through problems I'm not sure I'd see on my own. If you need a refresher on accountability teams, I just rebroadcast an episode on accountability last week. I also want to say that your check-ins with your accountability team don't have to be overly complicated. I'd recommend creating some sort of quick checklist to run through so that you can hit all the important stuff. At home with my wife, we've started doing a morning check-in, starting with how much energy we've got, one to three things we'd like to get done that day, a little bit of meal planning, and then something we're grateful for. It's simple as that. The structure of our list makes it easy to just run through what we want our day to look like and make sure that we're not overcommitting on anything. The thing I've probably written about the most while working on this podcast is the importance of self-care. Regardless of what's going on, it's easy to let our self-care fall by the wayside. Over the last few weeks, I know I haven't been doing, let's say, the best with self-care. For example, I've been letting myself eat pretty much whatever I want, and what I want tends to be copious amounts of cookie dough. But I also know that isn't sustainable, so part of my upcoming self-care is working on eating foods that are better at fueling my body. At the same time, I'm not going to ride myself when I sneak a brownie or two. Self-care is also about forgiving yourself. Of course, the area that I always need the most help with is sleep. Without a consistent schedule, it has been easy to let myself get into some pretty bad patterns, and as a consequence, my sleep has suffered. This means I have to work on creating a routine where I am going to bed at a time that will let me feel rested by the time my kids are up. Getting to bed on time means that I have to be careful to not let myself get drawn into projects at night and also to avoid reading the news right before bed. 
I've got to remind myself that those stories aren't going anywhere and will still be there in the morning to upset me. Surprisingly, one of the areas of self-care that I haven't had too much trouble filling is exercise. I've been killing it on the Nintendo Switch with a game called Ring Fit Adventure that has been giving me a surprisingly good workout. I've also been taking advantage of all the hiking trails around my house. I mean, I need some way to get all the kids' energy out. Remember that even with our stay-at-home orders, we can still go outside. So get some fresh air and go on a walk. Another option to get some exercise in is to check out online classes. A lot of personal trainers are setting up virtual services that you can try out. I've got no doubt that everyone listening to this is going to have at least some sort of struggle over the coming weeks. Know that you aren't alone. Reach out to friends. Build yourself new routines. And above all else, give yourself some slack. There's no question that we all need to give ourselves a break at some time or another. I know that I'm not going to be able to get nearly as much done with my kids at home. But even if I didn't have kids, I know I just have different struggles. It's easy to get down on ourselves when we feel like we should be getting more done. But from experience... I can tell you that beating yourself up never helps. Try and remember to treat yourself with compassion in the coming weeks. There's no question that what's happening in the world right now is hard. Don't let yourself fall down the hole of, you just have to try harder. For me, that may mean having shorter episodes for the coming weeks. It may mean that I don't get to polish them quite as much as I want to. I mean, I am recording this in my closet right now. I'm going to be doing as much as I can, but I don't know how much that always is going to be. And that's okay. I'm going to be happy with enough for right now, and I hope you can be too. Thanks for sticking with me all the way to the end. Before you go, though, let's do a quick rundown of today's top tips. One, make sure you're scheduling time to be social. Figure out ways to stay in contact while you are apart. Two, create a routine to follow and use accountability to help you follow through with your intentions. 3. Prioritize self-care somewhere in your routine. 4. Give yourself some slack. And that's it. Thanks for listening. You can reach out to me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HackingYourADHD, or you can connect with me over at HackingYourADHD.com contact. If you'd like links or to read this episode's transcript, you can go to the show notes page at HackingYourADHD.com slash controllingwhatyoucan. If you're this far into the end of the show, you might also be interested in the other podcasts on the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network. For in-depth interviews with fellow ADHDers and ADHD experts, check out ADHD Rewired with Eric Tivers. If you're a parent with ADHD or have a child with ADHD, definitely check out Brendan Mahan's show, ADHD Essentials. I listen to both shows and often come away with some great ideas on managing my own ADHD. Thanks for listening, and until next time, stay home and stay safe.